Let's go. So we are in the middle of page Yud Aleph, and we were discussing extensively last time this concept of Tferes de Ema is Kester de Zoh. And we said, we ended up last class with the idea of that there are two Ratsans. There is a Ratsan above intellect and a Ratsan below intellect. And what we said was the Ratsan is what drives, what drives everything. Because Ratsan, when we think about Ratsan, we think about the higher level of Ratsan. And we know that Ratsan on the higher level is what drives a person. So, for example, a person is, is hungry. He feels hungry. So that is going to drive him to use his intellect to figure out what is he about going to eat. Does he have to go to the store? Maybe he has to go jump in his car, run to the store and buy some food. Maybe he has to run to a restaurant. Maybe he could just go to his, his refrigerator. And depending on how much rotsun he has, right, it's going to depend what it is that he's going to do or how he's going to react, right, to this feeling. So, or not feeling really, it's more of a drive that he has. That's the idea with regards to, that's the idea with regards to, to rotsun, right? So the concept is, the concept is, is that that is the, the rotsun that we usually talk about which is the idea of, which is the idea of Ratzin above the Seichel, right? So, so these are the two Ratzins that a person has. Ratzin below and Ratzin above. So let's go back inside now. We are holding Yud Aleph. We'll start again from, I have um, the first word on the line, Ubenefish, right? On page Yud Aleph, it's a little bit more than two-thirds down the line, uh, down the, uh, I mean, a little bit more than half down, halfway down the page. You can't find a book? Shalom. Okay, so let's go. Ubenefesh, So, we just described before the Kabbalah of Tiferes de Ema is Keser de Zoh. Right? And what we said was that, that, you could look at everything in the whole Seder Ishtalashlitz as being divided into three parts. Each level is divided into three in general. And I told you the example of my wife with regards to her residency, right? The first thing is see one, do one, teach one. Those are the three parts. So see one means it's coming into my intellect, right? I'm looking at something. I'm looking at something greater than me. I'm, I'm seeing something that I didn't see before, right? So at that stage, what do I need to be? I just need to be a macabre, right? Like a student in a classroom setting. If he's filled with questions, he cannot learn. What he has to do first is he has to hear what it is that the teacher is saying. Once he's heard what the teacher is saying, then he can analyze it. But if he's so busy asking questions, right, he'll never hear what the teacher is saying. So the first thing is, like if you hear from uh, uh, the people that were chayzrim of the Rebbe, right, what they had to do, I remember, I remember talking to Yossi Jacobson when he was a bacher and discussing how it was that he was doing, you know, being a chayzer, right? And what, I, and what we talked about was, or what he told me was that the most important thing for him was that he would get a good night's sleep before and then he just had to like sit there and just like, like soak it in. Soak it in. You have to like just be, make yourself into a macabre. Make yourself into like a, an open kli that you could just sh- like swallow in the information. Just like a cup that swallows in the water, right? 
That's the first part. The second part is now, right, for the example of my wife in residency, she had to do the project herself. So when you go to do it yourself, all of a sudden you see, do you really know what you're doing or not? So you could learn between 60 and 90, I would say, percent. This is what from my experience. 60 and 90 percent of everything from hearing. So for example, when you come into my Gemara class, what I'm expecting is for you to learn 60 to 90 percent of what I'm saying. If you really pay attention. But there's always going to be that piece that you don't get. I see it myself. A lot of times when I'm listening to a shear, right, to prepare the Gemara, I, I think I got it completely even. And then I go back and I learn it by myself. And I say, oh, you know what? I really, I missed that word. I missed, like, what, where was the question here exactly? Or how, how is this question supposed to be formatted? Or exactly, or, or the first time, not necessarily even when I hear a shear, when I'm looking at it myself, let's say that I, for the first time, I look at a Gemara for the first time and I start to read through the Gemara. Like, I think I got it, but I realize that I don't really have it exactly. I don't really have exactly where the question ends or exactly what this word means or exactly how this answers the question in it. So then you have to go over it again. So that's what happens with you guys, right? You go out of my classroom and you go over it four times, hopefully, and you're trying to figure out and you see the first time you go over it, you say, oh, I thought I understood this, but like, really, I, 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 I missed this idea. What does this mean? And then you could either ask a question or try to figure it out yourself. But now it's becoming yours. And then finally, there's the last part. The last part is to teach it to someone else. That's when you really know you have it. Because when you teach, like for example, I'll learn a piece of a, of a mimer, I'll learn a piece of Gemara, and I think I got it perfectly, and I, like, really it's rolling, it's rocking and rolling, it's, it's great. And then all of a sudden, a student asks me a question. And I'm like, oh wow, you know, I didn't really think of it from that perspective. So now I have to go back up into my mind and reassess the way I understand it. And I have to now express it again. Now I understand it much better than I understood it the second time. Right? Because now I'm looking at it from a different angle than I I looked at it initially. So that's why it says in the Gemara, right? I learned a lot from my teachers, learned even more from my colleagues and from my students. I learned more more than anyone else. That's the concept. So the same thing here. So what we're saying here is, what is Bina? What is Ema? What is Bina? New, define Bina. Understanding. Understanding. Give me more of a description in yourself. What is Bina? That, uh, it's, it's not, it's um, after you have, have um, it's, which is just a general thing, you have like the more, it's, it's more like, it's not like the flash of light, it's more like the, you see the whole, you see the whole picture now. You see the whole picture now. How did you get to see the whole picture? How do you get? What do you mean? How do you get to see? How that? do you get there? Uh, through first, you have that little bit of, of you get the general idea, and then yep. you, it's the light, like a mushroom with the light. Right. Um, so it's uh, being is is where like the lights on the room. So you actually everything is now much more. It's the it's the middle stage of residency. The middle stage of residency. Very good. <laughs> It's a question whether it's really more, it's not necessarily the middle stage of residency as much as trying to understand what it is that the teacher taught, but before you do it yourself. Because the Bina, it's very good that you brought that up. The Bina is, I'm trying to understand what the teacher is teaching. But I didn't do it myself yet. But based on the words of the teacher, now, the, in other words, when I think about it, I'm thinking about what he's saying, I'm thinking about what I saw in the procedure, I'm thinking about this stuff. Now what am I going to do? I have to somehow take that information and I have to do the procedure. Oh, so this is the point. The point is that once you have the understanding, 
we're going to call that the Tiferes de Ema. Because that's the, the middle stage of Bina. In other words, the middle stage, the actual Bina itself, the actual understanding, now has to be the driving force to help me to do this procedure. Whatever the procedure is, right? Or the, the information that you heard from my class in my Gemara class, now you have to take that information and it has to drive you in terms of understanding how you're going to read the Gemara yourself. Right? So the same thing here. And that is exactly what we're getting to. That lower level of Ratzon, i.e. Kesser Abzal, is otherwise known as Das. That's right, exactly. That becomes the internalization stage, like we were talking about last time. That a child, by definition, does not have. And the truth is, most people don't have it that well. You tell a person a thousand times that smoking is bad for them. Eating uh, candy all night long is not good for them. Staying up all night is not a good thing for them. You can tell them from today till tomorrow. Right? But it doesn't necessarily mean it becomes internalized into them. When does it become internalized with a smoker? When he sees, when he goes, he's coughing and coughing and coughing, goes to the doctor, God forbid, and the doctor says, oh, we have to take an x-ray, and he sees in an x-ray something terrible on his lungs. All of a sudden, uh, realization. Because really, he wants to stay alive more than he wants to not stay alive. So all of a sudden, realization. There's a problem here. You following? Then it becomes real. Then it becomes das. Then it becomes enough to change his, his approach. But until that time, it's, this is one of the greatest things about a human being. On the one hand, his intellect is objective. It's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be influenced by his emotions. But the worst part of a human being is that his intellect is objective. It's not influenced by his emotions. So therefore, that's why in Hasidus it talks about the narrowness of the neck. The narrowness of the throat, literally. Why? Because you have this intellect that has all these ideas... And then you have the heart, which has the way I conduct myself as a human being. And you have to shove the ideas that you have in your brain down your throat and until it impacts the heart. Right? And it doesn't always happen. So that's what he's saying here. That's the idea of Tiferes de Ema, right? The central part of my understanding becomes Keser, becomes the driving force to Zah, which is my, the me. Because the, at the end of the day, I am my emotions, not my intellect. It's my emotions. That's the me here. Okay? So that's what he says. Let's go back into it. This is the level of amidos. It's the inner aspect of the midos. It's the driving force of my midos. The is rotsen the is rotsen. There's one rotsen, another rotsen. Sheyesh rotsen shalemaylem haseichel. There is a rotsen that's above intellect. And then there's a rotsen that is going according to the seichel. This second rotsen, which is not above the intellect, it's the driving force of the midos. You could say that the higher level of rotsen would be what? If, if you were to say that this is the driving force of the midos, then what would be the higher level of rotsen? The driving force of the intellect. Very good, Shalom. Right. In other words, I am really, I want to become a doctor. So what does that mean? That means I want to, I have to, I really I have to start learning biology and chemistry and I have to learn about uh, the anatomy and I have to go to medical school and I have to, uh, 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 I want to really learn what it means to be a Jew. 
What does that mean? I have to go to yeshiva, I have to go to classes, I have to try to figure out, I have to learn Shulchan Aruch, I have to, uh, 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 etc., etc. That's why it's so hard for people to learn. It's very hard to learn something that you're not interested in. As much as you have Kabbalah soul, it doesn't really, doesn't really work. When you have a will to learn something, all of a sudden your mind opens and you can learn it. When you are not interested in learning this, whatever it is, it's very hard to learn that subject. That's what's so hard about elementary school, high school, etc., etc. You're being forced to learn things that you're not necessarily interested in learning. That's the whole issue. So you're basically learning against your will. So your will is saying no, which means it's closing your intellect. And the teacher is saying yes, which is saying, why can't you figure out what's going on here? Why can't you understand this math problem? Why can't you? Because I'm staring into space, because I'm spacing out, because I'm not interested. Take the same kid and teach them about uh, like uh, uh, Ferraris, let's say, or how, to, how, to, how a plane works or something like that, you know, that he might be interested in. Or for other kids, it might be that how, how to, you know, hit a baseball <coughs> or why, or why, you know, whoever, you know, how to make a, how to make a YouTube video. All of a sudden, their mind opens up. All of a sudden, they're so interested. And they'll do it better than the teacher. This is the issue that we're, being, that we're facing. And the, when you understand what the issue is, you can fix it in yourself. If you're having difficulty learning Gemara, or you're having difficulty <laughs> learning Hasidus, it's probably because you're not so interested in it. So you have to figure out, why am I not interested? What's happening here? And maybe... Because there are so many people that are, yes, interested in learning Gemara or, yes, interested in learning Hasidus. I could look at things from a little bit of a different angle and try to figure out why I'm not interested and maybe I'm misunderstanding the whole thing because so many people get such a big gishmak out of it. So maybe I'm doing it wrong or maybe I'm just misunderstanding the whole thing, which is likely, especially for, you know, kids that went through, uh, you know, more of the system that they, it was, you know, shoved down their throats and then they may have very bad feelings about it or bad feelings about teachers or bad feelings about, you know, and there might be a lot of associations with it. Anyway, it's just interesting to note. Figure it out in yourself, right? The Part of the reason why I'm learning this particular Hemshech is because I feel like it deals with a lot of the issues that most people are dealing with and they don't even realize because they don't have the understanding of themselves of what's really ticking. So they're walking through life almost without an instruction book on how to use this machine called my body. Okay, let's go further. So it says like this. Okay. So he says, That we see in actuality, That the Ratzon is going to be the one that drives the Midos of the person. Here we're talking about the lower level of Ratzon. Even if you have something in front of you that has a pleasure to it, has an attraction to it, according to the Teva the Midos, if you take your rotten away from it, for some reason, you're not going to receive any nachas or tainug from it. Give me an example. Who can give me an example of this? What? Cigarettes. Cigarettes is a good example. Tremendous pleasure for people. And all of a sudden they find out that uh, that this is killing them 
all of a sudden it's got. What's another example? Let's give an example for most of the kids in this class. I'll give you an example. Ice cream. Or let's say, yeah, let's say that you have a you have a thing of ice cream right in front of you, and all of a sudden someone says, uh, you know, by the way, you know, they just they 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 actually put some cyanide in there so that way the mice should eat it. What's going to happen? All of a sudden you're not not uh, you're disgusted by it. You're like, whoa, I, I don't want to go anywhere near that. They were just setting it out for the mice that the mice should eat the the the, the ice cream, uh, you know, and then and then they're going to kill the mice. So all of a sudden you're you had this tremendous drive towards this thing, and you're like, okay, I'm not interested in it. I'm I'm, I'm like staying far away from it. But wait a minute, nothing happened to the ice cream. The ice cream looks exactly the same. So where is it coming from? It must be coming from your intellect, because your intellect says, well, I don't want to eat cyanide. I don't want to die, and therefore this pleasure of eating the ice cream, which would be pleasurable, is not worth taking that risk. You get it? So here is a piece of information. In fact, nothing happened to the ice cream. Nothing. It looks exactly the same now as it did before you had this information. But in my mind, now there's a neon sign saying, danger, 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 danger. Don't go there. Yeah. What were you going to say, Sean? What's the... F- I don't understand the flow. The flow of what? Of, it's talking about these two levels of Ratzain, like how did this come? Because we're talking about, because we're talking about mamutsas, we're talking about intermediaries, we're talking about how, how there's a level above and a level below, and, the, and how the level above, in order to get to below, needs a mamutsa, needs an intermediary, which is going to be the driving force, just like we had before with Machshava and Dibor. That Machshava is Machshava by it, in and of itself, and Dibor is Dibor. But in order to get the words out in my mouth, I need to have Machshava of Dibor, or Dibor of Machshava, right? So this is the idea. But are you following? So we see here that, that the intellect really is my friend. We have to use the intellect for my purposes because the intellect is what's driving me. And based on the information, it could either take away the tainug from someone or maybe even give it. Like, for example, he says, like, for example, let's say that a person goes to Tzfas and they hear about the Arizal's mikvah. Now, no one in their right mind likes to go into a freezing body of water. That's just not a normal thing to do, right? But people say, oh, well, if you go to the Arizal's mikveh, you're going to do tshuva, and it's going to be so special, and you're going to be purified, and you're going to, whatever, 15,000 different reasons. All of a sudden, now you have your clothes off, you're in this cavernous, uh, you know, cave, uh, cavernous cave. I don't know if that's what <laughs> that doesn't sound right, but this cavern is this area, right, with all these other people, and you're and you're going into this like murky water that's freezing cold, right, in this end here that you're basically sliding down the the stone steps to, and you're ready to jump in, and you know, just like ah, okay, I'm I'm there, I'm gonna do, it. And, and your body's screaming, no, 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 don't do this, you know, <laughs> like you know, come on, but who wins? The Rutzen wins, and you jump in, and you go in, and you're like, okay. And you're like coming, and you come out, and you're like, oh yeah, that was great. And you're like, that was terrible. What are you talking about? That felt terrible. Okay, fine. You, you know, no. But the point is, is that it works both ways. So you had the ice cream, which looked so delicious, you, and now it's disgusting. You have the freezing cold water, which looks so te- terrible. Nevertheless, I'm going to go into it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. Or you take a look at any anyone in these gyms. You know, like a person that does gyms you know, that's into uh, physical health and physical fitness and stuff like that. Like, you know, you tell the guy, you know, why don't you, why don't you lift, you know, uh, 300 pounds of steel? 
oh yeah, I was thinking, what can I do with my time today? Well, I don't know, I lift 300 pounds of steel. You know, it like, sounds like a good thing to do with my day. In other words, it's like ridiculous things. Or they're on their treadmill for 45 minutes, an hour running, high, top speed, low speed. Runner. It's like, what are they doing? Isn't that comfortable? It's much more comfortable to sit on the couch. Right, but they have a goal. They say, "Oh, I want to be healthy. I want to, you know, I want to feel better. I want to have a better, you know, heart rate. I don't know, whatever it is. It's all about, it's all about the rotsen. It's all about the rotsen, right? And there, the rotsen is not a rotsen that's above intellect. It's a rotsen below intellect because it's the intellect that's driving it. It's saying, if I will spend a half hour a day doing exercise, I will feel better. I will be healthier. It's worth it. My investment." So most people don't enjoy exercise, but they're willing to do it because they can see the ultimate goal is what, what they really want. So there's a place where the Ratzon is driving a person to do something that is dafka not geschmack. So you have both ways. So it's really the Ratzon, i.e. the, the Pnimiyasa Ratzon, which is driving a person. Let's go further. This is the, the root of the concept. How you could be in a voida and you should you can make yourself right? You shouldn't have pleasure from dvarim physical things. Right? From eating, drinking, etc. On the surface, hello who muhrach. But he needs to have these things. Mukhach means like he needs to have something or compelled to have it, right? And these things, these are really pleasurable things. You know, like the delicious cake that they serve here every morning. No comments. Okay, fine. <laughs> right? How is it possible that he won't have pleasure from them? Right? It seems like the pleasure should be it must, that it has to be, and it should be automatic. So the point is, like we said before, Tainug is all dependent on the Ratzon. If you will take your Ratzon away from this, he will not have pleasure from it. This is the avoda. To take away your rotsun from physical things. And you shouldn't want them at all. Only what you need. In other words, what is driving me? My animal soul wants the physical <coughs> things to drive me in life. That's what he wants to drive me. I should have physical pleasure all the time. That's what it, what's in it for me. That's what's driving me. Always. That's what the Nefesh Bahamias wants me to think. And so that's what it's driving forces. Nefesh is saying, wait a minute. I was not sent down into this world just to have pizza and basketball. Sushi and lacrosse. Oh, lacrosse. That's a new one, right? Right? And he realizes that, that he, doesn't, he wants to be greater than an animal. He wants to be someone that's different than that. That is not being just, just like led along by the by his nose and by his taste buds. But he realizes that. And also the opposite. 
right? That he has something in front of him, something that's painful, be surim and, and it could be damaging. Nevertheless, he could make himself want it. That he shouldn't feel the yisurim. Notice he adds here, kol kach. Kolkach is to such an extent. I mean, I don't think your brain can completely shut off. Exactly. In other words, let's say that you decide that you want to get healthy. Let's not talk about avoidus Hashem here. Let's just talk about physical things. And therefore, you realize you have to go running, right? It's it's painful to start going running. And even people that are running for a long time, you know, you have you have like a what is known as a runner's wall, right? That in the beginning of the run, it's it's hard for them until they can break through and they could like start to feel comfortable with it and stuff like that. So, I have a guy that runs, he says he hates it, but he does anyway. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of people, they, they, they love running at a certain point, but a lot of times in the beginning, it's hard for them. It's hard to start running. It's hard to, you know, get that first mile under your belt or whatever it is, that first 10 steps under your belt or whatever, you know. The point is that you can nevertheless push yourself to such an extent and that you're not going to feel the Yusurim. Now, he says you're not going to feel the Yusurim. Not that you're not going to feel the Yusurim at all. You're not going to feel them kolkach to such an extent because it's more important to you to, yes, do the run, right, than to not do the run. So I don't think I know anyone that would rather be running than sitting on the couch, even the great runners. But they have a drive because they recognize the ultimate goal of what they're doing. Like it's more fun, therefore. They make it more fun. It doesn't make it easy. They have injuries and they go, oh, yeah, all this different stuff. Right? If they just sit on the couch, they're not going to have any injuries. Right? <coughs> but nevertheless, it's worth it for them. This is the key point. A person's midos are talui in this rotsun. It's all dependent on the rotsun. Also, you have the same thing with regards to anger, jealousy. You have the same thing with regards to all of the bad midos. And therefore, all the good midos also. Right? It depends on how you set yourself up. That's the idea. They're your pnimius and your chayis of these midos. This is known as the lower level ratzon, which is coming from your seichel. It's above the midos. It is above the midos that are coming from the seichel. Because according to your rotsun in this thing, that's how, that's how your midah is going to act. And that's the key point to this whole thing. It's clear? Now, this information is very powerful information. And you could use it for your own benefit. If you realize that this is what you have coming to you, you realize how to operate yourself, you could choose things that you want to have a rotsun for. How are you going to do it? According to Hasidus, tell me what what should you do? Because that's wanting. Why? So how do you do that? If you you don't you don't really feel like wanting it. So how are you going to want it? Let's say let's talk about running, for example. Understand why it's beneficial. Excellent. This is Chabad Hasidus in a nutshell. This is the whole basis of Chabad Hasidus. What we're reading here, Chabad Hasidus is all about what the midos. Not the intellect, the midos. The whole goal of all Hasidis is the midos. Because the midos are me. To love, to fear Hashem, to be excited about being a Jew. It's all about the midos. The question is, what is going to drive the midos? The more information I have about a subject, 
the more likely I'm going to follow through on that subject. So let's say we're talking about becoming a runner, right? If you start to go to the doctor and you realize you have high blood pressure and you have this problem and you have that problem and someone suggests is, let's not even say running, let's say any type of exercise. <clears throat> they say that this type of exercise, whatever it is, going on the treadmill and walking for 40 minutes a day at, at this three miles an hour is going to help you and this is why it's going to help you. And you start learning all this information about why it's going to help you. The more I understand it and I understand what it does and I understand why it's going to be good for me, Right, the more I'm going to have the rutsun, the panemistika rutsun, which is going to drive my midos that instead of just sitting around, I'm going to go and do it. That's Chabad Chasidis. Chabad Chasidis basically says, learn there is a God. Learn that God is good. Learn that God is good for me. And therefore, I'm going to want God. That's the, that's the process, right? And therefore, that's going to express itself in how do I, how do I conduct myself? I, I learn Taira, I do mitzvahs, I etc., etc. Talk about Abbas Yisrael. This guy is a jerk. That's what I see. Okay, so let's understand how to deal with that concept. You start to look at him from a different point of view, like it says in chapter 32 of Tanya. What's the key line of t- chapter 32 of Tanya? Okay, that's, it doesn't say that there, but that's true also. But the key line, in my opinion, of the whole chapter is Yaakov Pada is Avram. That's the key line to the whole chapter, the last lines of the, of the whole chapter. Most people don't get that far. Most people are focusing on the beginning of the chapter. What does that mean, that Yaakov is Pada is Avram? So the Alter Rebbe explains that Yaakov is the Mida of Rachmanus. Avram is the Mida of Chesed. If you will look at a person from a point of view of Rachmanus, it'll open up. It is Pada. It redeems your chesed, your love for the person. There's a famous uh, story that's told in one of these Lahabdil uh, Goyesh uh, books about a person who walked onto a subway and he was, reading, uh, he was reading a newspaper, right? And he was reading the newspaper and all of a sudden this guy walks on the subway with his kids and his kids are just going crazy and this guy is like getting angrier and angrier by the second. He's trying to read his newspaper on the subway and these kids are just not behaved and they're such jerks and they're like how come this father can't control them and what kind of business is this and like he's getting more and more heated up as you know we all can do right and then all of a sudden the father turns to him and he says you know i'm really sorry that my kids are disturbing but they just lost their mother today she passed away you know and i don't really know how to you know handle the situation all of a sudden the guy is like oh, starting to talk to the kids and like ah changed his whole personality why they're not doing anything different because all of a sudden you, that person felt a Rahmanis. He felt he understood the person better. And all of a sudden he understood the person better. He understood the situation better. He was able to get out of himself and all of a sudden it unlocked his chesed, his love for this situation. Right? Where is that coming from? It's coming from the intellect of understanding, understanding what's going on. A student is misbehaving. Right? Why is the student misbehaving? Are we going to just sit and say, oh, the student, give him, suspend him, give him detention. Let him write a thousand times, I will not misbehave in class. That'll probably teach him a lesson or two, right? Not likely, right? Even punishing him for the last five years. So has it worked? <coughs> the same kids get punished again and again and again, right? Is it, has it working? Is that process working for anyone? No. 
the teacher thinks he's getting, he's, he's in control, but the next day the kid is acting out again. He didn't, he didn't learn enough, so let's give him a stronger punishment. This time, let's make him write 5,000 times instead of 1,000. Oh, well, since the 1,000 really helped him, maybe the 5,000 is going to help him even more. Clearly, there's a problem here. Why don't you get to the bottom of the problem? Why don't you speak to the student and ask him what's going on? What's going on? Why are you misbehaving in class? What's going on? What are you feeling? What are you... It's all about changing information, understanding, understanding what's going on. When you understand what's going on, all of a sudden your chesed opens up. Right? When you understand Hashem, and you think more about Hashem, when you learn chesedis, all of a sudden your heart opens up. You want to learn Torah. You want to do mitzvahs. You want to be closer to Hashem. You want to be closer to the Jewish people. Look at the perfect examples of what's going on in Israel right now. Right? All of a sudden, the whole nation is getting along. Three weeks ago, they were afraid maybe there's going to be a civil war. What kind of crazy stuff is that? You know, five weeks ago, right, the, 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 the Israelis were protesting in front of the UN against their own prime minister. All of a sudden, everyone's getting along now. Everyone's connecting. Everyone's, what, 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 what in the world, right? You know, it's, so it's all about intellect. It's all about information, that the information then changes, changes the person, changes the situation. And therefore, that is an important, it's a really, really important tool for us to understand and to recognize. Okay, Mitzvah Shem, let's continue with this tomorrow. I'll post this, God willing.